Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show. Now on to this week's episode. At Aftershock 2019, and we got some great interviews in store for you guys, so stick around for that. But I'm here with Lalo and Charles, and we're just going to kind of talk about some of our highlights of the day and the weekend in general for uh, Aftershock. So, yeah. So, Charles, what do you what do you think? I mean, just kind of sum up today a little bit, and then we'll talk about the weekend in general. I mean, oh my God. I mean, we started off with The Who... Which was so amazing. The H-U. For everyone else that isn't familiar with this Mongolian band, you need to check them out. The H-U. The Who. Check them out. Yep. And then we did Baby Metal. Baby Metal. Oh, my God. Baby Metal was so dope. Right, Lalo? What was your favorite part about Baby Metal? Um, definitely, like, the choreographed dancing. That was, like, awesome. And, like, the little, like, fox hand motions. Yeah. It was super cool. Big time. And then to kill it all with Tool... Oh, my God. You can't ask for more than that, right? So, 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 so cool. What an epic night, right? Um, in general, just I think this was one of the better aftershocks that we've been to. It seems to be, yeah. like we were saying, getting better and better every year. Uh, more organized, more professional. A lot of the bands that we talked to, they were just having a great time. Their crew was having a good time. Everything was running smooth. Uh, no major sound issues that I can recall, nope. no major stage issues. Um, everything just seemed to run really smoothly for the whole weekend in general. Yep. Uh, not just uh, focusing on today, but just in general for the weekend. I mean, uh, some highlights for you guys. Oh, man. I have to say, um, bring me the horizon. I was well, about to say that. Bring me yeah. the Horizon's like, whole performance. Oh, yeah. Push it back. Oh, yeah. Push it back. Yeah, just amazing, amazing stuff. Um, let's see. Who else Who else played that, that was pretty huge? Did you see Falling in Reverse? Um, no, I didn't see Falling in Reverse. Oh, we wanted to see Falling in Reverse. Um, let's see. Who, do, who did we see yesterday that was pretty amazing? The Parlor Mob was pretty Oh, the Parlor Mob. The Parlor Mob was great. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we had a good time with the Parlor Mob. Man, Bad Religion was so dope. Yeah, it's just so many people. I mean, that's the thing about Aftershock, right? Like, you you see so many back-to-back-to-back-to-back people. You're just like, you're, you're blown away. It's one of those festivals that uh, it, it can be overwhelming, and, and it's, it's a really cool kind of experience. To um, They do a good job, too, with... Um, no overlapping sets really right i mean pretty much every band you wanted to see it's not like you really had to pick too many battles yeah they do a pretty good job of separating oh. that gojira oh gojira yeah uh, yeah absolutely in fact we um uh, chris and i interviewed um fu manchu and we were talking about like um we were talking about their song godzilla and i kept thinking of the band gojira because the band Gojira is is a play on words, right? Like uh, the Japanese Godzilla. Yeah, so it was, it was really cool. It all kind of circled back around. It's a trip, and we got some great interviews lined up for you guys today. Uh, Sunday, we got to um, 
We got to interview the guys from The Who. We had a translator. Uh, uh, they do the interview in Mongolian, so it's pretty cool. So stick around for that, and we asked them some pretty interesting questions. Um, also, we got to interview uh, Fire from the Gods, AJ from that band. Yes. We got to interview Scott Kirkland from the Crystal Method, and as well as um, Scott from Fu Manchu. So that's on the way. All those interviews are coming up, and uh, stick around. It is the Garage Rock Show podcast. Yeah. All right, we're out here. It's on Sunday, and man, what a what a weekend it's been. And uh, this band right here kicked off Sunday today in an amazing fashion. I think set the tone for the whole day today. Lucky enough to have them on the show today. New language. What's going on, guys? What up? Uh, if you don't mind, could you go around and introduce yourselves for our listeners? Uh, my name's Tyler. I'm the singer and guitarist. My name's Matt, and I play bass. My name's Sebastian, and I play lead guitar. And... Yeah, you guys kicked off the festival today at about 12 o'clock. We were strolling in, hungover as hell, but you guys like kicked our ass a little bit and uh, put it and and put us in mode like, hey, we're here to we're here to have a good time today. Sunday uh, is is I think the the biggest lineup of the weekend, and you guys are kicking it off. And I was talking with Tyler just a second ago that. I think, you know, sometimes it sucks to be the, the opening band on some of these big bills, but I also think it's like a super fucking cool thing when a promoter puts enough faith in you to kick off the day and set the tone for the day. They pick strong bands for that, and I think they picked wisely today with you guys. What do you think about, like, being those openers and setting the tone? We were stoked, man. I mean, we were just happy to be here, but we also know, like you said, it's it's a tone setter. So we came you up. You had to bring it. Yeah, well, and we... We play shows one way, and it's much better when there's a couple thousand people in Aftershock's <laughs> the type of place where it's like everyone was here and they were ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, we got one volume. I never <laughs> use my volume knob. 11. Crank it up to 11, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay, so um, this was a huge show for us here in California with you guys, but what's coming up? around the horizon what's around the band what's coming up in 2020 maybe tour wise i know you guys have released a couple singles you got your new single play dead house of cards we've been spinning them on the garage they're great tracks by the way thank you guys is it a taste of an album to come or are you going to be doing the singles thing or an ep what's what's the deal it's an album it's a taste it's a we we've kind of we put out house of cards which is definitely the most like hey this is a new thing that we're doing um, Play Dead, we feel like had elements of a little bit of both, and I think the album is going to be, you know, it's going to feel good for a lot of people because I think it kind of navigates a lot of that spectrum. So we do have a full album. We're just about done with it. We've been producing it ourselves, and uh, we're stoked. Yeah. What are your inspirations? Uh, I mean, every day is an inspiration. Yeah, all three of you. Like, what, what's, what's your biggest inspiration as, like, a, as an artist? As an artist, uh, it's, it's hard for me to pinpoint one thing because I think I'm... I really love like funk music. Lettuce yeah. is my favorite funk band. Dude, seen them many times. I love, I, I think what I love and I think what part of New Language encompasses is just it's an energy that music can bring on stage. And there's definitely music that's more soulful and artful that's just like, you know, maybe more sparse and slow and you can listen to it and really feel it. And I love that kind of stuff too, but there's something about energy on stage. And if we can bring that with riffs or with groove or with horns or whatever, that's yeah. what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you guys going to stick around and kind of like like go in and out of the audience and watch some bands play tonight? I mean, Tool's playing tonight. So, <laughs> I know, right? You know, we're going to be going we're going to be going nuts for those guys, but we've been floating in the last 2 days like just experiencing the other side of the fence, just being fans, you know. 
How, how is this festival compared to other festivals or uh, big events that you guys have played before? I mean, I think the, the experience that we, we all share is like we were all like Ozfest kids going when we were young, yeah. Yeah. right? And this this reminds me of that in a big way um, because it's it's a festival. This you know, there's a lot of different stuff happening. Yeah, but it's like kind of all tied together. There's a lot of heavy stuff. There's a lot of guitar-driven things. Um, I haven't been seeing too many laptops on stage and things like that. Right, so right. It's it's raw and it's real, and the people like are you know, there's circle pits just about every show. Like you know, it's, it's killer. Uh, it, it, it's it's. I mean, it, this thing. is this is the biggest rock festival we have in California. Yeah. Um, and and you guys kicked it off today, and and so you guys heard it here. That they got some new music on the way. Do you have any kind of a time frame that you could tell us uh, as far as uh, anything for a new release? Yeah, we'll have probably another single before the end of the year. Uh, oh, nice. And I think we're going to put out another one at the top of the year and uh, follow that up with the full record. Awesome. Okay, so uh, big, big release coming in 2020. Are you guys going to do another tour maybe to follow that release as well? Yeah, totally. Awesome. We like playing shows. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we enjoyed your show today. Thank First you guys time. so much. And I'm, uh, you guys got things to do. Thank you so much for your time today. Make sure you guys check them out, newlanguageband.com, for all the latest tracks right here on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Thank you guys. Thanks. All right, guys. What an amazing weekend has been out here at Aftershock 2019. And I think it's safe to say the best band I've seen today so far was The Who. All the way from Mongolia, and these guys put on one hell of a set today. And they're joining us here. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you guys so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. This is their first ever... Oh, oh yeah. There you get, get some photos. This is their first ever tour in North America, right? And, I mean, you're playing the biggest rock festival in California right off the bat on your first tour. How is that? I mean, you're setting the bar so high. But the fans responded today. That was the biggest crowd at that stage all weekend for your guys' set. Yeah, I mean, Тэгээ таанаас одоо энэ өөрийнхөө ингээд шатыг юу гэж тоо цензур гэж тоо тэрийг амар өндөр тавьж байна. Тэгээ таанаас энэ талаараа юу гэж бодож байна? Мэдээж маш гайхалтай байна бид нар Америкийн төрийг эхлээд одоо гуравны нэгдээч дөнгөж хүрж байна. Тэгэхэд хүмүүс бол бид нар маш гайхалтай хүлээж авч байна. Бүгд нэгэн зэрэг хөө хөө гэж дэмж маш хурам авч исэн. Энд маш гайхалтай энерги хөрөмлөлтлөө бид нар Монголоос асар гэрч хүчтэй амд ирсэн. Of course, we feel fantastic to be here in North America. It's our first tour, and we're uh, one quarter, in, uh, one third into our North American tour. And everywhere we go, we sold out, and uh, everybody's chanting like "Who, who?" As a group, been around so many years. I know it's crazy, and that's that's what we when we were watching the show today. It seemed like that you guys have been a band that's been playing here for five years or more. That. You're a returning, uh, uh, you know, somebody familiar, or it wasn't like people were seeing you for the first time, even though we all were, most of us. Uh -huh. And it just seemed like you were a familiar band that we could all, you know, enjoy all the time. It's just amazing, you know. Okay. Uh, 
ингэж хүлээж аваад ингээд анх удаа ингээд энд энэ тоглож байгаа чи хүмүүс амар хүлээж бид нэг маш их гайхсан гэж байна. Тэгээ бид хүн бол байгуулагдаад 2016 онд байгуулагч ингээд 3 дахь жилийнхаа нүрэг үзэж байна. Яг төрөө жил өдөөд бид нар анх нага клипийг зацчихсан. Тэгээд европын төр дуусгаад одоо ингээд америкийн төр ингээд явж байна. Бид бүхэн бол маш сайхан амжилттай явж байгаа энэ явж байгаа одоо байдалтаа маш сэтгэлгээд хангалуун байна. Бидний хүлээж ийсник, бодож ийсник бол давсан. Тэгээд америкийн төр маш сайхан болж байгаа. Өнөөдрийн автошокинг энэ үзэгчд бол бид нарт бол маш хэрч хүч өглөө, маш их дөрөө амар зэрэглээлээ. As you know, uh, actually the band has been, uh, we uh, started like uh, 2016. Yeah. Yet, yet we uh, uh, released our first song uh, less than a year ago. Right. So we're here yeah. and we're so happy, you know, and the American tour has been nothing but success. And today we're here, uh, Aftershock, you know, like uh, these people are just amazing. I mean, we can feel the energy and we brought some energy too. And it was an amazing show for us. Yes. Guys, can I ask you as a personal question about one of your songs in your album? Okay, we have this thing that like, or you have to go home. I saw that that I'm thinking that I don't need to rush to go. Yeah, the woman, the woman song. Uh, is that a dedication to women, or is it? A, is it? Is there something there that you want to like project? Is there a me a hit a hit meaning? Ah, Timo, in in Yamaro, that that you invite, that no, you invite them to start with Timo. Yamaro, that message you know, they're not going to let you go. Зайн энэ бол мэдээж эмэгтэй хүн зориулсан дээр байгаа. Маш сайхан монголчууд бол бас эмэгтэй хүний гоо сайхныг маш хүндтдик. Тийм тэгээд эмэгтэй хүний гоо сайхныг одоо ингээд багтан багтаж биширэх биширэнгээ бас сургаал хайрлж байгаа тийм ээ. Их нутгаа хайрлах хүчтэй яв. Эцэгхийнхээ сургаалыг санаж яв тийм ээ. Тэгээд эрэн хансан ил чиг одоо хурц яв гэд ингээд бас ингээд давхар ингээд ингээд сургаалыг бас энд хайрлж байгаа юм утгатай. Тэгээд маш хой зөөлхнөөр тэ хүнд маш гүн гүнзгийн мэдрэмж төрүүлэх бид нар ч гэсэн өөрс өөртөө маш хайртай дуу юм аа tradition you know we in our culture uh, we deeply respect and love women and uh, we wanted to share this message with uh, the world and also we wanted to uh, praise the beauty of women because every woman in the world have in her own way there's a beauty and we have to uh, encourage them and uh, we wanted to uh, inspire them you know like a nice. do whatever you wanted to you know like a be brave and uh be uh, uh something you know like a go and do whatever you want to right. and because it's very important to us well you talk about your culture um being an influence on that track we all know that uh, you guys play your traditional i believe their traditional mongolian uh, instruments is do i have this right what is the um the name of the instruments uh, shamisen no what what is the name of the instrument that you guys play? Also known as horse hat fiddle. Oh, okay. So how did that? How did the band incorporate such a traditional instrument with heavy metal like that? Was that just something the two genres uh, colliding, or was that more of just a traditional upbringing of the instrument? Or боломжлийн гадлаар яг л энэ хөөх хөөх эмгтэй хүнийг ингэж хүндэлдэг сайхан юм байна. А тэгээ дээр нь би таанс энэ үндэсний чинь хөгжмийн ингээд харсан энэ морин хуур. Тэгээ энэ чинь энийг ингээд метал хөгжмтэйс ингээд хойлгоход хизүү байсан уу эсвэл энэ тим US ер нь яаж энийг ингэж энэ хоёр юмыг хольч чадваа. 
бидрээ өвг дээдсээс уламжлалт ирсэн ардын өгч юм бол нэгдүгээр хөөгийн хувьд бол маш гайхалтай. Энэ рокийн үндсэн энэ квартивийн төвхтэй адилхан байдаг. Дээрэс нь энэ манай ардын татлаг, ардын энэ зөв тийм рокийн элемент тийм мэрэмгий тийм татлаг морины явд тийм мэрэмгий зүйлсүүд байдаг болохоор энийг бол хийхэд бол ахтуу байсан. Because you know our traditional music, uh, these uh, musical instruments are uh, played by uh, so many uh, thousands of years uh, by our ancestors. They, uh, the the tuning of these instruments is just uh, the classic rock tuning, you know, fourth and fifth, and also the uh, the way we play the rhythm is, you know, like in Mongolian culture, you know, it's like our culture is like a it's a more powerful and uh, storytelling and. And which is the uh, main elements of uh, the rock music, yeah, and yeah. when we combined it, it was just like you know, meant to be together, like brothers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who are your biggest inspirations in in rock music? Baroni rockers at the Tanusi at the Hamgi at the Dortachimo Tanus that I got the Nudelson at the Timo. Hamko you and I бид нар бол маш олон одоо рок метал хүмүүс сонсдог. Бид нар бас дус тустай өөрөөсөө дуртай хамтлагууд байгаа. Жишээлбэл одоо Metallica, Slipknot, Pantera, Lamb of God, Meshuga, Korn, System of Down, Tool гэдэг одоо хилээд all of us there's so many bands, you know, I just I can uh, name a few which you, which you heard, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, and and list goes on. Well, we just we just heard your new single that has the uh, the guest vocals on it uh, from I believe it's the guy Danny Case from Ashes to New that does the new vocals. Is this going to be more? Are there going to be more tracks of this uh, with English um, singers from rock bands collaborating with the band? Ten <laughs> First, you know, we're open to uh, collaborations, and uh, actually, they're on their way. Some of them I can't mention at uh, mention at this point. Okay, okay. And yeah. yes, you can expect more. more uh, That's cool. Uh, That's cool. All right, we're looking forward to Yeah. Um, I, I just I just want to say I really appreciate the the fact that you guys are bringing like a, a whole new genre into like the you know the US and it's, it's I don't know it's 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 new it's interesting it's eclectic it's wonderful I love it Thank you guys so much for your time.
All right, let's uh, let's kick it off here. We're out here for another great interview on a beautiful weekend here at Aftershock 2019, and another band that killed it today. Man, what a set! Fire from the gods, and we got AJ here from the band. What How's up? it going, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Uh, we were just talking about uh, some things going on with the group and all of that, and yes, uh, some big things happening, including a huge upcoming tour that I saw with Five Finger Death Punch, yeah. Three Days Grace, Bad Wolves. Kicking yeah, off in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, man. How did that come about? Uh, so Zoltan, who is kind of like the big picture manager for Bad Wolves, um, and you know he's just basically like the, the dude behind the magic for sure. Five Finger. So he heard he heard our band. Um, our lawyer made the connection actually. Oh no, no. He heard about our band about a year ago. And called me up immediately and was like, yo, I want to talk to this kid. Nice. Because, and the, the stars like aligned because we uh, we were just ending our relationship with our previous manager. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, Perfect like, timing. It, it worked out, man. And dude, ever since, it's just been super cool. And, Isn't it amazing how stuff like that happens yeah, man, for a reason, and, right? And, and Zoltan is such, he's such an intelligent and in-tune guy. You know, he knows what's up. And... He has a, a very firm grasp of who we are as a band, which is something that I thought people kind of missed on our first record and our first like touring cycle. And In terms of uh, like who produced the album or something? Or no, what, do, what the, do you mean? The message. I think oh, okay. It, it, was, it, was, it was getting lost, I think, because and the industry really didn't understand what was, what was going on, you know, to, to a certain degree. You know, our label, we had a, the full backing of our label because they were a little shocked too because when Excuse Me came out, no one expected that response. You know, it was like, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You, you, so, guys, had a, you guys had a couple of songs in um, in 16 produced by Jonathan Davis, right? Yes, so, we did. Yeah, uh, how, exactly. How was, how was that? that was, killer, killer, yeah. man. I mean, JD is awesome. I just saw him today and I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, that was another thing, you know, it was like, that kind of just went over people's heads, it was like, yeah, we just did two killer songs with JD, man, and you know, yeah. people just kind of didn't pick up on it, but Zoe saw it, and he was like, yo, I'm going to put the full gusto nice. behind you, Very nice. and so now we're just doing a bunch of killer shows with those guys, we're like part of the family, and um, he's taking us under our wing. And so on his wing, excuse me. Yeah. And it's become like you know, like the little brothers, man. And Bad Wolves are bringing us up because I'm nice. really good friends with Doc and and, and Tommy. Dope. So they're like my big homies that I've looked up to in the in the business for years. Yeah. And so it, it's like you said, the stars align, man, and it just it just worked out for well, us. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have asked you what your biggest rock influences are. I'm gonna yeah. ask you what your biggest hip hop influences are. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, man. So I, I go. East Coast all day, you know what I mean? I'm a biggie, Wu-Tang. Old school stuff like Dickable Planets, you know stuff I mean? like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tribe, of course. Tribe. Um, you know. What do you listen to on the cents, tour bus? 50 Cent's my, 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 my guilty pleasure, you know okay. what I'm saying? I was going to say, what do you listen to? 50 an asshole, dude, and, I, and you know, he's unapologetic about being an asshole. Hey, I respect yeah. people like that. That's pretty punk rock, but, um, though, right? Yeah, Either exactly. Way, yeah. Man, we listen to a lot of different shit, dude, like as a band, because we have so many different... You do. You, eclectic it comes band. across in your music. Yeah, I think man. it really does for a, a fan or a casual fans. Yeah, man. It's all over the place. And, and for somebody in the radio industry as myself, it, it cuts through. It's refreshing. It's good music that it catches. It's not formulaic. It's yeah, not a formulaic band. 
uh, by any means. And you guys are really pushing the boundaries of, of, of stuff out there. And I really We're appreciate trying, bands like that. Yeah, man. Please. Like, uh, I've been listening to a lot more country now. Living in yeah. Texas and stuff like that. And I've always liked country, like Hank 3 and the guys you know. Yeah. You know, I, I, the, the, the big names. But Jameson, uh, who's like, you know, from a little small town deep in Texas, he knows all that. And Bonner, our bass player, was in a country band for really? years. So they've nice. kind of exposed me to a lot of wild shit, dude. Yeah. What's some of the uh, the stuff that you like if you had to pick uh, a top artist yo, or two I'd or something? I've never heard Dwight Yoakam. Oh, yeah. I'd never heard Dwight Yoakam when, growing up. That was never something I was exposed to, so J-Mo put me on the hem, dude. It was sick, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. How do you feel about this, the energy in this crowd right now, the Aftershock kind of energy? Oh, dope, man. It, you know, I love festivals, man, and I love where the scene is going. Uh, you know, if you can put it that way, the scene. But it's just no, becoming the rock so much scene more in general. cultural, so much more accepting, and so much more understanding. We had fi uh, Fishbone. I don't know if you caught them. They were flying the fuck racism flag on the stage yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Fishbone out there. Dropkick Murphy's like a real eclectic mix of yeah. artists out here. Chris, you know? Chris from Fishbone is actually a homie, man. He was on tour with P.O.D. as he was doing keys and backup vocals. No shit. For P.O.D. when P.O.D. took us on tour. And Chris and I just connected heavy, man, because, you know, I'm a big ska punk dude, man. That's where I come from, man. I come from, like, the rude boy style, style you know what I mean, sharks, you know what I'm saying? You're from I'm, London, right? I, I, I did spend some time in England as a kid, but I was born in uh, America. Oh, okay, I was born okay. in New York, but I did spend a lot of time in London. And uh, my dad, you know, uh, worked with a lot of reggae artists, and I grew up around reggae. So roots reggae, ska, that vibe, that's awesome. me, you know? Hell yeah. So, you, yeah, man. You were saying you like yeah. the festivals, and like, I mean, do you prefer kind of doing this thing where you do the festival thing to get, um, I mean, a huge connection with a bunch of new fans? Yeah. Or do you like doing the kind of more intimate shows where you can really connect with the fans, have a headlining kind of set list freedom that you want to do? Or is it, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of best of both worlds, or what do you think? You know, it, it's such, it's a cool dynamic because the whole aura changes. And, I, every each aspect has its own pros and cons. Like you said, the intimate thing is super cool. Like when you're on a big stage, you know, we get involved with the crowd, as you can see. Yes. So, you know, we try to, we come from that scene where we were playing floor shows in VFWs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we're always down for something with a roof that we can tear the fuck off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're down for that any day. Yeah. But the festival uh, aspect has really kind of changed us as a band, and it's helped us mature. So I really do like playing festivals. I, uh, I actually have like a whole list of questions to ask you, but I'm just going to ask you one more. Are you going to filter in and out of the audience and then watch some of the performances? Like uh, man, you know, I went to see Chevelle, who I, I, I dig a lot, but I'm going to go watch Tool for sure. And I oh, think I'm yeah. going to go out into the crowd and get... I don't care how dirty I get. I'm... Gonna, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, oh, big time. You know, and man, I'm going to say this publicly now because I don't say it publicly a lot. I am more of a, a Perfect Circle fan than I am a Tool fan. Oh, right on. I love Pussy yeah, too, man. I just, yeah. And I think it's because I just really, as a, especially as a, as a singer, man, I love Maynard. I just love what yeah. he does. 
I've always got respected one of those him. Voices, man. But I dig Tool as well, man, for what it is. But I'm not a guitar player like a prog guy, you know? And sure, most sure. of the people that I knew that got me into Tool like the proggy dudes and like gear nerds and shit, you yeah, know? And, yeah. And I really wasn't yep. that guy. I just loved the vibes, you know? Have you heard any of the new album at all? Oh, Fear Inoculum? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, dope, bro. Yeah, yeah. I gave it like two listens, you know? It's it's a go it's a good record. Yeah, I mean, what'd right you expect? on. It was like it's tool, dude. I know it was gonna be dope, bro. But speaking of good records, make sure you guys check out Fire from the Gods. Do not sleep on them. They Thank are putting you. out some of the freshest and interesting hard rocking rock and roll these days with an eclectic mix. Uh, they are truly one of a kind and. Thank you so much, AJ, for your of time course. today. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Respect, get on out there and enjoy yourself yeah, for the rest of the day. All right, all right. We are out here for another interview on a beautiful weekend at Aftershock 2019 Sunday. And one of the awesome, most awesome sets of the day that was a refreshing breath of fresh <laughs> air. I got to say, out here, the Crystal Method, Scott Kirkland out here. How's it going, man? I am doing very well, Chris. Thanks for taking the time. Dude, thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff today, uh, including the fact that you were one of my favorite sets of the day today. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I always enjoy seeing seeing you live. I've seen you live a couple times. And do you find when you play these rock festivals that you're kind of forced to integrate the rock, the rock into the set? Or do you feel that that's more of where you're coming from or a personal choice? I... Um no, I, I um, I'm doing I would doing what I do. I mean, I um, I played last night in Portland. Actually, a little bit, uh, a, a, just about uh, two minutes late uh, to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to the going on the stage because I had land I landed today at at one thirty. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So literally an hour later. After yeah. Scott landed, he was on the stage <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. the biggest rock festival in California. Yeah. 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 That was. Yeah, no, 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 on the main stage. Uh, yeah, no, no big no, deal. No, no, no big deal. I'm changing <laughs> in the fan. You know, it's, it was, uh, um, um, yeah, it was a little touch and go there. Uh, all, all due to my own um, uh, behavior. I got back from the last night's set and a uh, um, great crowd up in Portland. And, nice, nice. Uh, and I went to go plug my phone in, and I didn't realize that I, that, that I didn't plug the rest of it in, the, the, the wall. So I plugged it into the, the phone. Oh, right, but not into the wall. The important part. I guess I had pulled it out or, or something when I was pulling out my phone when I was leaving. So I didn't realize. So I just crashed. Because, you know, you play one of these shows that, like, uh, it sold out. Uh, it was a great little, uh, great room up in uh, um, Portland called Dante's. And it was. Oh, nice. It sold out. And, uh, and all, the, all the bartenders who had, had made a great deal of, uh, of, of money, uh, they always want to buy you a drink. So that's always. always so, I, yeah. So I, I, I woke up uh, at, like, 8. 30 my phone was dead of course i was relying on my phone to be charged and to get so anyways panic sets in oh, uh and uh but uh, thankfully uh uh my friends over alaska airlines got me uh, <laughs> on a on a connecting flight through seattle that landed uh like i said at 1 30 wow. in the uh, uh yeah <laughs> well, yes. talk about cutting it close right? uh, uh i'm a united guy but I, they, 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 <laughs> they they but they but they but they they got me here so no so uh but you know i like last night i i I played, um, you know, I I, I I play rock. I play. I wanted. To, I, if I would have had more time, I would have got into some industrial stuff because I oh, love. Oh, nice. Like, you know, like uh, I, 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 that's might be a little bit over. Like, I, like I've been playing some. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, uh, I've been playing some uh, nails. Uh, some. Um, 
uh, Nitzrab. Um, oh yeah. Some uh, and uh, I think uh, and then last night I played uh, Front Two Four Two. Um, uh, head yeah, uh, you, Head Hunter. So, I mean, I mean, um, I mean it, it works. I mean, it, when I drop uh, when I played. Uh, one, you lock the target. <laughs> Two, you spread the lies. Yeah. I mean, it works. Hell it yeah. Drops it. I, I've mixed it out of uh, out of uh, Vapor Trail, one of my tracks from Vegas, uh, the other night. And um, yeah, and I, you know, tonight I did. Uh, today I did the. Uh, I did my. I played my bootleg of uh, Dirty Deeds. Oh, that, nice. That, that, I, that, we that, love that. that. Yeah, that I did. I, I did that. Uh, um, I also I have a a, um, a Black Sabbath um, uh, bootleg I did of uh, nice. War Pigs that I played sometimes. Um, again, like I play, um, I played I played you know some Cars last night as well. Do you like uh, being the oddball on the bill, kind of like the one that kind of like catches people? It's uh, like we were just talking with the Who, and they're from Mongolia, and okay. they play these street crazy string instruments. They were one of the oddball groups of the band yeah. today. But it had one of the best responses of, uh, from from the crowd today, and I felt the same when I was watching you. That uh, people were like, kind of just like, "What? Awesome, yeah, it's, dude! It, it, this uh, guy it, is yeah. killing it." Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it is like that uh, between meal mitts or so. We're like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Oh, this, this, this is, yeah, this, 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 yeah, this is very nice. It's taking away the garlicky flavor from my appetizer and, and setting me up for a, a you know a nice." Uh, a nice big uh, uh, meal. I, I think that um, uh, um, you know. I, I think that people just they want they want of course, you know they want to they want to have fun. They want to see somebody that has is have having fun. As, as as stressed out as I was getting it. Yeah. I, I get you know I get here here I get to go in uh, in front of a great crowd uh, and uh, and and play what I want and um, and then hang out and watch Tool later on. That's like, hey, like, there you go. No, there's nothing wrong with I, my day. I want to ask you a question because uh, maybe it's a personal question, but you you said in an interview once that uh -huh. your sounds, uh, maybe in the last album, are antagonizing, and then they uh, uh, there's there's both predatory and sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah predatory. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I talked that was about the yeah, most yeah, poignant yes, yes. thing that I had heard. Uh, I I, I love I I I've always uh, I guess it was because I was a. Uh, uh, you know, uh, only child uh, growing up. I, um, you know, I, I, I had a lot of time uh, to myself. But playing, I remember I would listen to like uh, John Williams scores of Star Wars, and I would play with my action figures. And so I always made this connection between like sounds and and you know emotion. Yeah. And and and, and, and so yeah, I I one of the things that I always uh, like, and I think of it in this way, is that obviously. There's only so much um, room in the spectrum uh, for for so many sounds, and so you've got to find a way to. So, like in a track, uh, there's a track um, called uh, "Blowout," which is on um, uh, Tweekend, which has this kind of build, and then these synths they they are talking to each other, antagonizing each other. All the synths are analog on this new album too, there's, right? Yeah, a lot of it, a lot, lot of lot of a uh, lot of the stuff on the trip home is is, is analog. Again, getting reconnected with those those sounds. But yeah, I like I I like like um, you know I like this uh, this uh, idea of, of of being able to close your eyes and I do that a lot in the studio and, and just listen to something and, and listen and go oh wait this one the sound uh, needs to hang out a little bit longer in this area cut it here 
Oh, I hear the way these two kind of interact in a different way when you when you mute one, and I just it's just like this process where, you know, I am not I'm not a great musician. I I, I can pick up a car and I can play some chords, or I can you know I can play a bass line if 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 was need be. Not a great. I'm not gonna be the one that sits at the uh, the piano during Christmas and, and plays you know all the yeah. all the songs. Um, but you know uh, through you know sheer will and determination and, um, and willingness to 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 learn and try new things I, I get in the studio and, and and have a great deal of fun no it made sense when I was listening to your set I started thinking um, that it, it was almost like the the score like everything that you had thrown out to us it was almost like a story and and, and I started thinking about the predatory and the sympathetic yeah. response like, yeah the almost almost like a Peter and the Wolf type thing, like yeah. something's going on here, something's going on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm very impressed. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. What about this collaboration recently with Justin Chancellor from Tool that you guys did? It was called Bandwidth, right? Yes. What yes, is this yeah. project? Yeah. What is what is this well, collaboration well, all about? Ju Justin is one of my uh, um, my dearest friends, and we you know we we'll, we we'll hang out sometimes and uh, and just. You know, throw ideas off each other, and uh, so years ago, there's two actually two remixes that we did that, that never that never came out. Oh, really? Um, that um, we have to see if I can. I got to see if I can. Uh, we can figure out how to get those out. But um, but yeah. Um, oh, get them out. Get them out. Uh, now. Get them out now. Uh, um, yeah. And I, there, someone's like, oh, I want to use that baseline in that re remix that we did. Like, <laughs> yeah. but the one that we did for uh, Foles, that was a great deal of fun. Uh, that was, you know, his actually is weird. Like, so. Uh, Justin's brother's uh, an A&R guy, a uh, uh, very successful one, James Chancellor, and he does bands like Snow Patrol, and and, and uh, somehow through a friend of his, uh, Foles reached out uh, to Tool about doing a remix, uh, and um, and they Tool said no, and but Justin said, oh well, um, Scotty and I will do one, well, and so nice. um, um, nice. and so very we. Nice. Yeah, so we had fun with that one, and then we we, we uh, had a couple weeks to to do a Pucifer one that was uh, that turned out alright. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, yeah, and he's on my new album. Um, he's on. He's uh, yeah, yeah. He, cabin yeah, pressure. Yeah, cabin pressure. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we I, I've got I've got I've got I've got an, uh, a ridiculous amount of uh, of uh, takes of Justin uh, just hanging out at the studio. Uh, and so no, but they, yeah, yeah, he's on it. He's on he's he's on a he's on a couple of new songs on the new album already, um, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to, um, to to getting him back in. Of course, when he when he's done doing this whole tool thing, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, you you worked, worked with uh, members from Rage and STP over the years. Yes. And Filter. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I, I love I love I love. I mean, obviously, those, all of those people you mentioned are, are super talented. Um, Tom Morello is the, one of the nicest, oh, yeah. most generous uh, human beings. Uh, you know, really um, in the studio, he's he's you know, no matter what. I mean, him like, rage was breaking up at the time when we were working on that album, and, and I, we didn't know, we didn't even know, we didn't even know anything about it. Yeah, you know, he doesn't, it doesn't like, it doesn't, he doesn't let any of that energy uh, consume. Uh, uh, any of his um, there and now. He, he's in the studio with you. He's in the studio, um, and um, so looking forward to uh, hopefully getting uh, back together with him at some point. And um, nice. yeah, I, you know, the for me it's you know I I can't sing. 
uh, uh, you know, I can I can write some lyrics here and there, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, and I and I can yeah, and I and I you know, and I, I have a great deal of fun uh, trying to find the right the right instrument, the right sound, whether that's a synthesizer, right, a piano, or a voice for um, for the projects. You know, there's not a lot of vocals on the new album, but the you know the stuff that is there is is you know meaningful yeah is is uh purposeful it's, it's meant it's it's yeah it's 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 not just to have a vocal i'm not right i'm not one that just like you gotta have a I don't mind. no I, it I, means it, something yeah um well you got a lots of more tour dates coming up in december all around the u.s even some canadian dates and you got a new year's eve show coming up in san francisco that yes. sounds pretty cool yeah i'm How'd doing that come something about? with um i'm doing uh um so it's a, this is uh so dolby uh, has of course their cinematic Atmos um, theater. So you can oh, go yeah. to if you go to a, like one of these Dolby um, Atmos screens, you'll the sound is just phenomenal. Yeah, they, they they have twelve different speakers throughout the room that you know um, different levels that really you you get this immersive um, you know with the sounds coming from everywhere. So they they've they've started to put Atmos into nightclubs. So there's 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 one in uh, England, uh, there's one in Chicago at the Sound Bar, which I played um, last year, and then they just opened one up at the, uh, the Halcyon in San Francisco. So this is going to be an Atmos set. So um, so what I do is I they I they have four CDJs uh, that are all basically just MIDI controllers and a mixer that's all MIDI control. So and I'm streaming. These giant files of we, so I go into the to the Atmos Studio, Adobe Studios, and do mixes, special mixes, Atmos it mixes of, of my stuff. So I so I'm playing those back, and then you have a you have a couple different um, devices that allow you to to go further. If I wanted to like take a take a uh, you know piano sound and go doo, doo, you know spread it around the room a little bit, you know, um, you could do that with a joystick and a, a couple other uh, a cool devices. And then I have, just right down the road from that, um, is uh, another four CDJs that is that are there to do the traditional two-track mix. So at Soundbar, it was, I was, I my ADD was just like, it was like, let's, this is crazy, what are we doing? And it, but it was great because I, I could, because there's, you know, the great thing about, um, doing a, D a DJ set um, uh, in that world environment is because you, you, your, your time is limited. You know, you, there's no, you know, you, you, you know, there's no, you can't overthink it because you have to, you have something that you have to play something. So, and I, all my sets are, um, you know, um, curated uh, on the spot. You know, with the crowd. You know, like I, you know, I don't nice. try to. You know, tonight's show, yeah. I, I, I knew how much time I had. I knew that. You know, um, you know, I gotta, time. yeah, I gotta do, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta certain certain things I gotta that I gotta hit, but um, um, but yeah, it's so the Atmos um, in Halcyon, um, New Year's Eve, you know, uh, crazy uh, immersive sound uh, environment with um, with you know with special unique mixes of uh, of the of the catalog. It's gonna be a great deal of fun. Words of inspiration for upcoming DJs. Uh. uh Work hard. Uh, <laughs> don't play as hard as you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Work hard. Oh, look at the baby, the baby, baby metal just came in there. Uh, and uh, and oh, nice. uh, and and be unique. There you go, right there. Be unique. 
That's be, right. Be, That's be, what cuts different. through. That's what cuts uh, through. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that uh, that uh, there's no there's access to technology, um, social media. You know, you don't have to have a big record deal to or a big wad of cash to be able to to make an right album, on. make That's art right. nowadays. Releasing it is obviously even even you know most you know uh, unique situation where you yeah. could upload your own stuff to Spotify and uh, to Apple Music and uh, get it out there. So um, there's no excuse. Work hard, play play less, and uh, and and be kind. There you go. That's a great way to end this. Thank you so much, Scott Kirkland from the Crystal Method. Thank you, gentlemen. Thecrystalmethod.com. Make sure you guys grab that new album, The Trip Home. Just came out last year, and it is a killer album with a bunch of great collaborations. Thank you, Scott, for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's the Garage Rock Show podcast on another lovely Sunday afternoon out here with the drummer from Fru Manchu, Scott Reeder. You guys put on a hell of a show today. We we It was probably... One of my favorite uh, shows, we were seeing uh, The Who that was on earlier, the band from Mongolia. I don't know if you heard about those guys. I, t- I totally didn't get it when the girl was like, did you see The Who? I'm like, no, I never saw them. <laughs> and she's like, no, they just played. I'm like, The Who? <laughs> I know, right? No, where? She's like, on that stage, the stage you're at. I'm like, fucking come on. You no, guys, you was, you and The Who were my favorite set of the day today uh, here at Aftershock. I guess The Who is good company to be in. It is, I think. The uh, Mon- don't don't piss the Mongols off. <laughs> That's right. They'll get you. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they eat uh, well. They live in yurts, right? Which everybody yeah. thinks is fancy in California, and they're like, no, fuck it, ain't fancy. <laughs> fuck that. No, we don't want that. Yeah. Your latest album just came out last year. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, uh, we had a, an album out last year called. Clone of the Universe. Okay. And we toured extensively on that. Uh, we Alex Lifeson from Rush played on a song on that, which was the side second side. Awesome. And uh, so, as far as uh, this this tour and stuff, are you guys planning anything coming up in 2020, or is this we, kind of the end of the year? Uh, well, this is the end of this year. Yes, for us, the Roxy. Right. The Roxy is the last show. We actually have a. I think in two weeks we go to Mexico City for the first show that we've ever done down in wow. America. Wow, how did that come about? Uh, kind of a last-minute thing in the last couple of weeks. We just got added, so we're going to do that, and then we're doing the Roxy, and then that's it for the rest of the year. Nice, so awesome. we've been kind of all over the place, kind of spotty, uh, not really touring, but just doing like, you know, couple, three gigs a month sort of thing, which is right. actually it's kind of been kind of cool. More, no, more laid back? Yeah, I mean... It's, um, I don't know if I'd want to do it like all the time. I think I can, it's easier, it's easier to do like 20 shows than it is two. Right. I think, you know, sure. you get, you get in a rhythm. So, uh, but next year is our 30th anniversary. Yeah. So I, we have a lot of stuff planned that we are going to hopefully be announcing some of it. The, the, the only thing that I found month. was June 19th. 2020 in Spain at a big festival in that's, Spain. That's one thing. There's a bunch of stuff that we have coming up around that, and then later on in the year. Okay, and you guys are going to be announcing soon. We'll or? be we'll be putting something out hopefully before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, for that, and then we have we're going to do you know a full U.S. Canada probably a bunch of stuff like this next year. 
and then I believe at the we're, well, we're, we've already started writing for the next record, and we have a lot of time between when we actually do our first stuff, which I believe will probably be early spring. We'll probably do something U.S. wise. Do you? So, um, do you guys get in the studio to collaborate on those new releases? Yeah, or is we do. I mean, we all get together and just kind of hash out ideas, and uh, you know, everybody throws. It's been flowing well lately. Uh, we only actually we only did like two writing sessions so far, but just that stuff was like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> right so it's on. gonna be. It, I mean, it'll be kind of tough to sit on if we get a lot of stuff because. We usually don't like to do that. We usually just like to get stuff out. Right. We have it. So we'll probably try and put something out. Well, I, I've been seeing a lot of the bands doing singles. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, or? I mean, no, we, we've done that just to have stuff to tour on. And we would probably do, we'll probably have enough stuff that we'll put something out ahead of the record just to coincide. But we have a shit ton of reissues coming out next yeah, year. Yeah, well, we, you we, got some Record Store Day stuff coming up. Yeah, we have a, we have a, uh, a live recording from 2003. Yeah, from a festival in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, the Roadburn Festival. Well, yeah. do you find, like, when you're playing festivals in general that the crowds and the response and stuff, it's a better live recording type of deal? Um, or was that, that was just kind that of a one-off? Of one one we didn't even know they recorded it. Oh, Actually, really? no, you know, I, or take that back. We had a CD of it. Uh, That's for right. A long time, and then it's pressed on LP now for the first time. Yeah, they, we we had it on vinyl earlier this year, and then it'll come okay, up, but it was limited, it right? Was limited pressing. So now we're gonna do a full pressing. And we're also gonna put it up. It was never available digital, before. right? And we just we just put out the only the only vinyl that we haven't had out, which is Start the Machine from 2004, okay. which is the first record I was on, and that's never been out. So that's out now on vinyl. Uh, we just put it out last month. Nice. So okay. next year we'll have everything out on vinyl. Nice. All releases. So the 2004 record was the first record you were out on that you played on. 2004 record. Yes. What about yeah. it? Oh, nothing. I just I've, I've always wondered about the song Godzilla and the Blue Oyster the Blue Oyster Cult. Uh huh. Like a, a remake. I love that song. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, whether whether or not. What's that? People seem to like that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Even Buck Dharma likes it. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him and he's like, yeah, man, I've heard that. I'm like, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, whether, whether you know, I, I watched you walk up with the Amityville Horror shirt. Like, I was wondering whether or not you, like, had, like, a 60s, 70s horror influence. I, I have, I love horror movies. I love, uh, anything good, bad, the, the, the more bad it is, the better it is, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just, I would just watch this. Well, it's not really a horror movie, but I just watched this movie called The The Love Witch, which was, I don't know if it was completely cheesy on purpose, but it was like sort of voluptuous. What rust era? Well, it was made recently. Oh. But it was, uh, it was very Russ Meyer, you know. So it was kind of like big bosom. <laughs> yeah, but, che but cheesy at the same time. I recognize some Humboldt in there, like some of the locations and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's downtown Humboldt. So nice. I don't know how big of a budget they had, but <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So I love all that. So I love the Amityville horror movies. Like The Exorcist is one of my favorite movies. Exorcist Three do, is great. Do you ever you find that it? kind of like seeping your way into the songwriting at all? Horror you stuff. Uh, well, I mean, I don't write lyrics. Sure. For Fu Manchu, so I mean, but we're all kind of in interested in like really bad cinema. Uh, <laughs> we have some favorites that nobody really knows. Nice. Uh, that we've we've slipped some stuff 
We're big Eddie and the Cruisers fans. Oh, yeah, Eddie big and the Cruisers. Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Yeah. Not one. Eddie right. and the Cruisers 2. <laughs> when he's Joe West and he's hiding out in Canada. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of Eddie and the Cruisers 2 in Fu Manchu. Believe it or not. <laughs> nice. You just have to pay real close attention. Not that you'd really want to, but <laughs> it's there. How do you how do you guys feel about Aftershock? How has this been for you? Uh, this has been great, actually. I mean, we've done a, a lot of festivals this year, and I mean, this has been. Yeah, no, everybody, crew, bands, uh, catering, <laughs> very important. Coffee, as you said, the coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. very important. It smells great. Uh, yeah, it was. It's, I mean. When you can walk up and you can pull yourself a quad espresso as many times as you want, I'm fucking sold. Yeah. I'm in. I'm totally in. But yeah, it's it's been really good. We've really enjoyed it. We had a great, uh, great set, and uh, yeah. Are you gonna filter in and out of the audience? Are you? Is there like anybody you want to see? Is there? Uh, there are people I want to see, but we're actually hitting the road. Oh, okay. Um, to kind of get home a little early because we have some shit we want to get to and we want to be there's fires in LA so we got to kind of oh yeah we yeah gotta not take the chance and, and get caught in that so yeah I mean it's like I, I want to see I want to see tool and everything but I kind of want to see them on their own oh yeah so yeah I'm, I'm not gonna you're not gonna hang around you know so nice scenery's good though. well yeah right on Thank you so much, Scott, yeah. for this time. Scott Reeder, drummer from Fu Manchu. Thank you again for your time. Absolutely. Make, make sure you guys check out their website, fumanchu.com, and you will see that nearly all of their merch items are sold out on their website. That's true. <laughs> but we will be uh, we will be having a bunch of stuff up there for Christmas. Oh, nice. Okay. Just, just in time. I was going to ask you that earlier. Yes. So Fu Manchu um, is uh, like an evil genius, I guess, from the like the the turn of like the, the 20th century, you know, for the first 50 years the or movies, whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, was that? Is that is that like a big? Uh, do you guys actually watch? Like, do you read the books? Do you watch the movies? Or? I actually have a book called The Drums of Fu Manchu that nice. somebody gave me, nice. and I started reading it last tour, but something distracted me. I can't remember what it was. I'm I'm no good at reading books on tour. I got to get better at it. I used to be pretty good at it, but I'm, yeah. no, I'm no good at it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, from time to time, we've had uh, um, the mustaches. So. <laughs> That's about it. It's happened. So. Well, you said you don't read much on the road, but what else do you find yourself doing on the road um, to kill time? Um, do, you, do you write uh, new music at all? Or, actually, or? I mean, I have I have a lot of drum students at home. So oh, nice. I, mean, I usually, when I'm gone, I do less. I film lessons and send them and... Yeah, I try and keep a journal and try and remember stuff because one day I'm going to want to look back and go like, ah, what? that was fun. Yeah, right on. I take a lot of pictures. I've always done that. And uh, just try and, you know, I try and get out and walk around places that we're at, even I mean, a lot of places we go that we've been before. And so I have some favorite places that I like to go. Favorite awesome. Coffee shops or like, you know, noodle places or what, you know, just That's cool. Stuff that you keep track of all that. Yeah, you know, so I mean, I mean, if you've been a certain place a, a certain number of times, you know, in proximity, you know, how long you can go, you know. Sure. So San Francisco has great bookstores and you know, that kind of stuff. So 
Uh, usually if we try and start a tour on the West Coast. We nice. Okay. Well, and make sure you guys check them out. Coming up November 2nd at the Roxy in L.A. And then they got some big plans coming up in 2020. So yes, we do. make sure you check it out at FuManchu.com. Scott Reeder, drummer from Fu Manchu. Thank you so much. Right on. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.